What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, NFL preview. Let's get into it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks to Wise Money Sports. Online, wisemoneysports.com. If you want access to NFL picks every weekend, check them out online, wisemoneysports.com. All right, now up on the uh, hotline, we have Ryan Elliott. I just called it the hotline like I'm in radio again. Uh, we're, talking, <laughs> we're talking to Ryan Elliott. Uh, Ryan, how are you? Doing great, Tyler. Thanks, man. How uh, are you doing? Good, man. Good. For those who have tuned in before, Ryan usually is in studio every uh, every Friday to talk about the NFL. He is our NFL betting expert, and we are, uh, for those who don't know, we're in Denver, Colorado. It's snowy today. Very snowy, very icy on the roads, so we're not having Ryan come into the studio. He's just doing it by phone, so we'll take uh, 20 minutes or so, Ryan, go over some of your best bets of the weekend, and uh, maybe talk about a couple other notable games as well. So, where do you want to start today? What do you want to start with? Let's start with the uh, the London game. Uh, we the get a London divisional, game? Divisional matchup, the London game, yeah. <laughs> so we get a divisional matchup with uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Uh, these two teams met week two with, uh, you know, injured Cam Newton at quarterback, and, and Tampa Bay came out uh, on top with a, with a big underdog performance there. I think uh, uh, Carolina has gone uh, in a totally different direction. Uh you know, Cam Newton sitting out, enter Kyle Allen. This team has has performed uh, really well, uh, not only with uh, winning the games outright, but but beating expectations against the uh, betting market. Uh, I definitely have a heavy lean here with Carolina, who's right now uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Buccaneers. Do you know if any of these teams have um, been to London before? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I don't know that off the top of my head. All right, well, let me. I'm pulling it up right now. Let me see. Okay. Nope. Carolina looks like this is their first trip, and Tampa Bay, uh, they've been a couple times. They lost to New England in 2009, 35-7. They lost to the Chicago Bears in 2011, 24-18. Um, okay. And that. Is, yeah. Interesting. Interesting actually, note. Yeah, too. yeah. And this is the third time. When they when. Uh, that New England game. So New England, uh, instead of, you know, arriving, you know, a week before the game or, or a few days before the game, they actually got in uh, to London only a, like 48 hours before the game. And, uh, you know, a, a, a Bill Belichick strategy, you know, he's always trying to find uh, these subtle, you know, ways to get advantages in these matchups. So, so this was his theory of, of arriving late to London and, and it worked for him in that situation. So do we know when Tampa and Carolina are going to be flying out? I don't know that. I know that um, Chicago flew in late uh, last weekend, and uh, turned out that did not work out for them as they came out to a, a sluggish start, uh, giving up 17 quick points to Oakland. So uh, maybe that method isn't the way to go, but for New England it did work. Okay, so lean here with uh, Tampa Bay plus two. Is that with correct? Carol- with oh, okay, Carolina, okay, okay. Carolina, yeah. I Sorry think, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey is just trending in the right direction right now. Just absolutely monster, over 200-plus uh, total yards in back-to-back games. Uh, and like I said, Kyle Allen has done well for this team. Uh, he's given them a much better chance to win uh, as opposed to a banged-up Cam Newton. So, yeah, definitely lean Carolina 
minus the points. Yeah, Kyle Allen, I think that the narrative to begin with was this guy is so much worse than Cam Newton. You know, they're going to struggle with Kyle Allen. I actually think that it was an upgrade when he started it, when he was put in at quarterback. So I Yeah, like you Kyle were certainly Allen. ahead of the market on that for sure. All right, um, let's get on to the next game. What do we got next? Next game is a pivotal NFC West matchup, San Francisco at the Los Angeles Rams. San Francisco coming off that uh, really dominant performance Monday night against Cleveland, only giving up three points. Uh, this is an undefeated San Francisco team. I don't think many thought they would be saying that coming into this game against the Rams. But uh, I think this is a spot where San Francisco is going to be a public underdog um, and I'm actually going the other way. I'm leaning with the Rams minus uh, three, three and a half points um, in that range there. If you can get three, I would definitely uh, lean more heavily to that. Obviously, key number playing there. The Rams are coming off a Thursday night performance, so they're getting an, a few days extra rest. Um, and they played they played well against uh, against Seattle. I thought they did some really good things. We saw Todd Gurley start to finally pick up his game. I think this is going to carry over. I know that San Francisco has shown um, that they're a top five defense in this league. However, the Rams offensive line right now is third in adjusted sack rate. So I think they're going to help kind of mitigate that uh, front four pressure that San Francisco has been getting. And uh, a couple of trends in this game too. Uh, the Rams are 6-2 and two against the spread after an ATS win, and uh, San Francisco 2-5 and five following an ATS win. So I kind of like that there, uh, lean with the Rams. Okay, um, the Rams this year have 13 sacks. So they are, I mean, what's their record? Are they, they, they've had a bye week, so they're 4-0. Um, 13 sacks through four games, that's a lot. So they are getting to the quarterback, because I was going to say, if, 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 if San Francisco hadn't been getting to the quarterback, then these numbers are very... I mean, think about how scary that would be, right? But they, they, they clearly yeah. are. Um, I just don't know, Ryan. I mean, San Francisco, you look at Football Outsiders, they're the number one overall pass defense, number five rush defense. So it doesn't really matter what L.A. tries to do. Obviously, L.A. is going to probably try and run the ball heavy. That's kind of what they do with yeah. golf. But I think the same – I mean, I actually lean San Francisco this game. Now, it, it, it's a good point that – LA's had a few more days off. I love that. And, and you give McVay extra time, it's tough to bet against him. But I still lean the other way. Probably not going to be a bet between us. But I just think the San Francisco defense, yes, you mentioned their top five. I still think they're underrated in the market, actually. And this implies that these are two even teams. Maybe a half point better for LA since their home field maybe isn't as much. Mm -hmm. So... I, I think that right now in the season, San Francisco is clearly the better team to me. It's weird to say because where we were before the season started, but I really believe right now, neutral field, I would bet if it were a pick em on San Francisco. Who would you take neutral field pick em? Yeah, that's that's hard. I think I would, I would go San Francisco as well. We also have to mention, too, that, uh, and, and I know we mentioned it before, that Los Angeles doesn't have uh, you know an average home field. They're, they're less than average home field advantage, so... Um, yeah, this is implying maybe that even the Rams are a point better than San Francisco, and that's probably not true. And also to note, too, this is only a lean for me with the Rams. Uh, Gurley is a little banged up, and so is Brandon Cooks. Um, however, San Francisco is also dealing with a couple injuries. They lost their right tackle after Monday night. Uh, he's out four to six weeks, and it looks like uh, – they lost their fullback, who's an excellent run blocker. Um, he's been huge in the run game for him. I think that's going to be uh, a big loss. Obviously, not he's not worth a point. Um, 
or two points, but I think that's a key loss there. All right, uh, good stuff. I, I uh, don't have anything else for this game, so we can move on. Yeah, so moving on, another uh, kind of premier matchup here is uh, Houston at Kansas City. Kansas City laying four points yeah, right this, now. This is a really interesting game. It is. Uh, you know, Initially, you look at this line, you, you almost want to jump all over Kansas City, but uh, you know, after their a very poor performance against Indianapolis, uh, primetime game, uh, maybe that's having a little effect on this line too, but also we saw Patrick Mahomes uh, limping around on the field that game too, so he's banged up, so we don't know you know, if he's going to be a hundred percent for this game and, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson and, and that Houston Texans offense finally exploded. And Tyler, look, I'm, I think I'm ready to admit that, uh, I, I was very off on, on this Atlanta Falcons <laughs> defense. Yeah, yeah, you were. I mean, I mean, Hey, at least you're willing to admit it, Ryan. That, that, that's yeah. the main thing. That's the main step. Now I just got to cash on my Matt Ryan bet. You know, the thing though, Matt Ryan is one of those, for those who don't know, Ryan, and I have a bet that Matt Ryan doesn't end up in the, uh, top 10 in, in, uh, uh, QBR, QBR this year. Total, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but man, Matt Ryan just gets all these. He's a he's a garbage timer. You know, I mean, <laughs> they're so bad. He may just run some stats up this year because he plays on such a terrible team. But anyway, um, who if That's you had to true. pick if you had to pick right now a team to win the NFC South and the AFC South? Uh, I know we're kind of making this. I'm changing mm-hmm. topics a little bit quickly. But right now, at this point in the season, who would you put for both? Uh, right now, I would, I would go with Carolina. I think uh, in the NFC South, Carolina is uh, probably got the best defense in that division, and we don't know exactly when Drew Brees will be back. So uh, they really need to take advantage of the Saints lacking uh, their star quarterback and utilizing uh, Carolina and utilizing their strong defense. I, I like them to win that division. Um, AFC and then the South? AFC South, uh, whew, I mean – Come on, Ryan. I know you want to say Houston, it. Houston has. I know you Houston want to say it. That explosive. I know you. <laughs> Houston has that explosive offense, but yeah, I think ultimately Houston will win that division. I think Indianapolis will will fade off a little bit, and and Houston will take that division. All right. Well, again, my preseason pick to win the <laughs> AFC South. Hey, nothing's done though. That's just a pick. All right. So let's get That's back to true, the AFC yeah. to the AFC South. Houston plus four. Uh, on the road to Kansas City, where do you uh, go this game? Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning Kansas City. Uh, I I think what we saw was a, a primetime game. You know, people are like, whoa, Kansas City. What are you doing uh, over there, Ryan? L- losing to Indianapolis. <laughs> doing, are you doing some like... Around here. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you're like in a, in a kitchen and you're dropping pans over there. Goodness. I'm just cooking some lunch right now. No. <laughs> um, no, so Kansas City, uh, we saw them lose this primetime game. I think that's kind of having a big effect in the market right now. And obviously Patrick Mahomes, even if he's not 100% healthy, the guy still can make plays. I think this offense is, is looking to explode. I don't think Houston has that strong uh, secondary that, we're, that uh, can make you know, Kansas City lose this game. So I, I'm leaning Kansas City in this game. Yeah, I am too, actually, and that's a good point. I mean, I heard a lot of chatter after last game about is the is the verdict out? You know, is the playbook out on how to stop Kansas City? And I just don't think that's the case at all. Um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, let's move on. What do you got next? Um, I'm gonna move on. I got my uh, my like of the weekend here. Um, 
So it's Seattle at Cleveland. Ryan, did you just right put now. did you just put it on speakerphone or something? No, I didn't. Okay, all right. Well, again, I don't know <laughs> what's going on over there, but yeah, go on. I, <laughs> uh, so Seattle God. at Cleveland, um, Cleveland plus two, and the uh, total right now forty six points. So, is this your best bet? I, this is my best bet. Initially, I looked into this game. I was leaning leaning towards Cleveland. And after doing some deep dive into this game, I, I came out uh, loving the total on this game. And I'm going with the over 46 here. Uh, you know, 46 is the average, uh, average score right now, combined score in the league. So this is telling me that these are two average scoring teams. I, I'm not buying it. Um, Seattle right now is, is number one in uh, DVOA passing Russell Wilson is making his case for MVP this season. Um, yes, the Browns uh, on paper look successful against the pass, but they played teams like Tennessee with Marcus Mariota. They played uh, Luke Falk, third-string quarterback with the Jets. This team has not played anyone um, you know, warranting their numbers in the passing game. So I think that Seattle's going to have their success that they've been having through the air. But on the flip side, I think that what we saw uh, Monday night with Cleveland was a terrible matchup against um, San Francisco, where the Niners, you know, arguably have one of the best defensive lines. Mayfield was under distress all game long. Uh, they're going up against the Seattle team, who ranks 25th defensively in adjusted sack rate, and they're 21st in success rate versus the pass. So I think that uh, Cleveland's going to have their success offensively. And this is what is putting me on the um, over here, 46 points. You know, that's interesting because I definitely see Seattle getting the points in this game. I would certainly lean with, heavy lean with Seattle Seahawks minus one and a half. I just feel like that's a tra- it's a trap game. I mean, you yeah. look at certain lines in certain games and it's like, okay, it's pretty easy to identify. That's the sharp side. That's going to be the square side. I think the sharp side here is actually... Cleveland, believe it or not, right? I yeah. mean, Cleveland's a pretty public yeah. team, but Seattle has looked so good this year. I believe, is Seattle undefeated? Seattle has one loss. They're 4-1. and one. They've looked really good in, in their five games, albeit they do yeah. have one loss in there. Uh, I think that's what most people see, and, and, and like we always talk about, people bet on what they remember seeing last, and Cleveland did not look good last week, but I just look at Cleveland right now. You mentioned how some of their stats do imply that they're pretty good against the pass, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that's... that's I think that through the course of a season, that gets proven to be a, you know false. I don't think they're that good. Plus, they haven't been on the field. You look at how much this defense has been on the field. The Cleveland's defense has played a lot of football. They're not getting their offense a ton of plays. And so what I see is a defense that can't get off the field, even though they're having good stats against the pass. I think this is the game they get kind of exposed. Now, let's Seattle's a team that likes to run the football, okay? But Russell Wilson... Ryan, Russell Wilson's elite. I hate hearing all this stuff about how Russell Wilson is a, a product of the system, how Russell Wilson isn't on the same level as Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or these elite quarterbacks. I absolutely think he's in that category. Do you put him in that category? I absolutely put him in that category. Yeah, it, he's a top five quarterback, no doubt about it. It's not even a question. I think he's arguably the best quarterback in the league. If, if, if Folks, if you disagree with that, go look at... Um, I love Football Outsiders, how they distinguish different uh oh no this is actually next gen stats football outsiders with my defensive stats earlier uh, a lot of advanced stats today right next gen stats mm-hmm. they have expected completion percentage which is 
broken down pass by pass. They look at each individual pass and say, what's the completion percentage that we would expect them to get throughout each pass, throughout the game? And it factors in, you know, how much separation your receivers have. Uh, Is the quarterback rolling out? Is there pressure? It's very complex. Russell Wilson right now, if you look at his completion percentage compared to his expected completion percentage, I think that's a very telling stat. How good are they compared to how how are they expected to perform, right? He's number one in the NFL this year, but ahead of Drew Brees is second, Dak Prescott's third, and uh, Kirk Cousins is fourth. Okay, Patrick. Yeah, he, he's playing on an elite level right now. Okay, if you go back and look, the last couple of years, he's first in that category this year. Last year, he was third. 2017, he was third. 2016, he was third. I think Russell Wilson is that kind of quarterback to where he's still doesn't get the respect that I think he deserves, and I believe they go on the road and win this game at Cleveland. So I like the one and a half, and I think that Seattle keeps it going, and, and you know, I, I, yeah, I, I just feel like it's square, They'll definitely so. keep it going. I like uh, what they're doing offensively. And, you know, you mentioned those stats with Russell Wilson, and if you look back to the past couple years too, uh, he hasn't really had, you know, I mean, uh, albeit the, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't even think of his name. Who, who retired from uh, Seattle this past season? Wide receiver. Oh, uh, I can't think of his name. Yeah, I'll I'll get it for you. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, he just hasn't had those like weapons that some of these other quarterbacks has had, and and he's still making those those plays. So, um, you are, know, I are like you thinking the, of like uh, Doug Baldwin. Yes, Baldwin. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You know, uh, you know, aside from Doug Baldwin, he really hasn't had you know playmakers per se in that wide receiver position, and and so for him to put up those stats, it's just a telling sign to to his talent level. So, Man, yeah, he, Seattle gets their points. And, I, and I, like I said, I think I think Cleveland gets their points too, and, I, and that's why I like the over here. He likes throwing the ball to uh, uh, Tyler Lockett, man. I tell you what, he has yeah. 36 pass attempts to Tyler Lockett. Lockett's caught 30 of them. On the other hand, DK Metcalf, the, the young receiver who a lot of people are high on, he's targeted mm-hmm. him 26 times, only caught the ball 12. DK's the bigger explosive receiver, but if you look at efficiency – I mean, he loves throwing to, to Lockett, yeah. so I, I think they have a big, yeah. uh, a big weekend this week. So, all right, Ryan, you got any other games, or uh, should we let you go? That, that's it for me. Yeah. All right, Ryan Elliott, NFL expert. Thanks, man. We'll uh, we'll see you next week in studio. Awesome. Drive Thank safe you. today, Ryan. <laughs> Absolutely, we'll do. Anyone else in Colorado, drive safe out there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks again to uh, Ryan Elliott, NFL expert. Let's hope we have a good weekend. We will talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player.